0: Ladies and gentlemen, Reunion. welcome back <laughs> to the first, <laughs> well, this will be the first episode of the Midgar Minute in the year 2023, the first, uh, oh. because I I got sick, <laughs> we were going to record <laughs> this episode way earlier, but I, I was sick in that last uh, little bit there before Christmas, so uh, happy new year everyone, and I guess uh, belated happy holidays, I guess. Uh, (laughs) I am Chris, joined, as always, by my lovely and faithful co-host, Nick. Nick, how you doing on this fine evening?
1: Dude, I'm doing great. I'm really excited to talk about Reunion. Um, As someone who went in optimistically, I came out overjoyed. Oh, yes, absolutely. And, you know, you know what makes me
0: overjoyed? Oh, please (laughs) tell me. It's the lovely folks of the Mosey Gang. I knew it. I love those I people, and I, I you know, I love them, uh, as much as I would love to be better at doing transitions to announcing them, uh, well, you <laughs> know what, that I think with safe. their
1: help, I think with their help, you'll get better in about three years.
0: Yeah, it's just, you know, everyone just, uh, you know, do type, uh, type plus one transitions, uh... <laughs> <laughs> into into the chat like the like this we're not doing this live but anyways uh the those lovely folks uh being scott kyle aj danny kevin jillian brianne matt sam charlotte cameron garrett dan m ryan petros matt m thios 48 colton tone kimmy and chris g thank yes. you guys so so much thank you for your Undying love and support (laughs) Um, And if you, dear listener, would like to get your name added to that list And uh, you can come join our Discord and stuff Where we do some fun things from time to time We have links in our uh, social medias And in the episode description as well Uh, For one one measly gill a month uh, You can come on over and talk about memes and stuff. And we've been talking a lot of, uh, about crisis core and stuff in the discord lately. Um, but yeah, I guess with that
1: being said, and I, and I just want to always include, um, it's not like your inclusion in the discord will be held to your monthly membership. You give us $1 once you're in for life. You're in for life. Yeah, that's, yeah, if you, if you, you know, if you want to just give us a dollar
0: to get into the Discord and say, fuck you after that, <laughs> yeah. that's cool, that's fine. No, we care. accept those, we accept those. <laughs> we're just glad to have you here, you know, you, and hey, better yet, you don't even have to give us a single dime, as long as you're listening to us, that's really, that's, that's the really beauty all of we it. care about. That is the but, beauty of uh, it. <laughs> with that being said, uh yeah, we're going to be talking about Crisis Core Reunion today, and maybe a little bit of Ever Crisis as well, but... Uh, Mainly, we're going to be talking about Crisis Core Reunion because that game came out. That game did uh, come out. It's a game
1: that came out.
0: It is a game that came out, and it is a game that you can play. You can play it. That's the great thing.
1: But isn't that the great thing in today's day and age that a game like Crisis Core can come out and you can actually play it? And
0: you can actually play it. Like, yeah, that's only half a joke. It's like because that was not really the case for you know a few games that came out this year. Unless you wanted to emulate it, um, that was I think or if you were one if you were the part of the top 1% of people out there that could go out there and not only buy a PSP, which you know I think is a, a little bit more attainable, but then buying a physical copy of Crisis Core, which would probably cost you a pretty penny um, oh yes, that would be the only other way <laughs> that you could play the game aside from uh, nefarious. Reasons or nefarious in the, in the means, I should say. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess we'll generally, uh, just kind of go over our thoughts. I mean, we kind of, uh, in our, our first impressions, episode, really.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was, it, it definitely met my expectations. Um, it, it definitely, and it even surpassed in some ways. Um, but yeah, I think in our previous episode, um, a lot of the stuff that we were talking about, I feel like, kind of was um, good. It was good for me uh, to kind of just be like, all right, well, yes. And, and I had, I kind of was patting myself on the back of being like, oh, yeah, this is, this is, a, this is Crisis Core. Like, this is the same Crisis Core that came out back yeah. in 2006 or whenever the original one came out. But it just has some new visuals and some quality of life improvements to the combat and things like that um but other than that it is basically the exact same game um to to weird levels um (laughs) which is something that that sort of uh that new old stock uh feeling to it that weird sort of dissonance that it had where it's like it looks like a game that just came out but it also feels like a game that came out 20 years ago. Well, that's, that's what I'll say
1: is like, because because we get to keep the campy dialogue of like mid-2000s uh, JRPG hot topic energy, like <laughs> it, it, it has a charm that we don't often see anymore. Yeah. Even, pro, even from Square Enix. But additionally, I think what makes it equally, equally as enjoyable is the quality of life upgrades really made this feel like like this could have been a PS4 game at the beginning of its cycle. Like, I really believe that. I really think this is a game that is runs well enough, has deep enough combat and gameplay mechanics, that had this come out at the beginning of the PS4's life cycle, I think it would have gotten equally as good reviews as it did to, uh, you know today. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's like,
0: I, I feel like, you know, the way I've sort of been looking at Crisis Core Reunion is kind of like, you know, it, it, it's a, somewhere in between. It's not exactly like... It's not like the old game. I mean, in terms of like the visual sense, I guess. It, it, is, it doesn't look like the older game, which in some parts was to its detriment, I think. Um, and it's not quite at the same level as Remake, either. Um, it's kind of somewhere in between there, um, mm-hmm. which I think is totally fine. And I think for, like, 95% of the game, it is totally... Not only serviceable, but is you know, it's actually like there's some parts of that game they're like, Oh, this looks really good, and like some of the character models and stuff like that look really good. The only thing I think that was like when I was looking at stuff because after I had finished the game, I kind of was looking at um cutscenes like side by side, and it's like there's some in the in the original version of the game, like some of the the character models, like in certain cutscenes, like they're a lot more expressive. I feel like, in the original version than they were in the in Reunion. Um, but I, I think, by and large, like, the game, like, you kind of nailed it on the head there with uh, the word charm. The game has charm like crazy. And, and yeah. not only just charm, but, like, that PS2-era charm of, like... Because games, like, games just don't get made like this anymore because games have progressed so far in, in these last 20-odd 20, 20 years. Um, but, you know, just the little things of, you know... The character, you know, certain in game cutscenes where, you know, it's just the character models kind of standing there and then they have their, you know, they have their idle pose, right? And then they're mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, I'm going to move my hand up and down because I'm talking uh, and do yeah. my little shrug. And, you know, like, well, I going like Lazard's, I really,
1: I really like Lazard's, like, hand. If you don't yeah. talk about <laughs> how he floats that hand and arm.
0: Yeah, it's like everyone kind of has, like, their certain, uh, like, pre-canned animations that they go through, you know, like, or, you know, like, Zach has his little, oh, I'm gonna look dejected and put my arms down, and, you know, like, oh, man, that, you know, and they just, like, certain, certain things where it was, like, there are so many points when I was playing the game that it felt so bizarre, like, there it was just, like, it was a game of, like, this game just came out, but it feels like I'm playing an old game, because, Technically, I am, you know, it's because it is, you know, kind of like we were saying on the previous episode, like it is, it is, it is Crisis Core. Um, it, it's the skeleton of yeah. Crisis Core with, with new skin on it. Um, and, you know, definitely some uh, improvements to the combat and stuff like that, which I guess we can sort of transition over into that where um, the combat, because when I played the original version back on the PSP back in the day um I it's it's been so long that I don't have like you know like oh man I can really give you the great sort of point by- point analysis of how it's improved but um I think they honestly I think they just made little tweaks well
1: I can offer I could offer a few things that are actually quite standoutish so like um mm-hmm. one the DMW meter you used to have no control over when it was, Used it was just oh yes yes yeah. yes it, it, it was, was just, just kind of okay happy. yeah you scored the roulette you scored it and now it's gonna play you know there mm. was no actually choosing to activate it and when you consider that some of these roulettes like aeriths are what heal you timing is everything you know what yeah. I mean so yeah like just that the, was the, one the, the ability thing. to yeah.
0: kind of like stock the um, the the special moves that you get from the DMW system was like something that I didn't even think about. Of like, oh, yeah, that's... Like, why wasn't it always like this, you know? Yep. And, uh, yeah, no, that the DMW stuff... And I do like how it generally... I mean, it kind of... It wasn't as... People were kind of saying, like, oh, it was a lot more invasive back in the day. And I think that was more just because you didn't... Like, it would do the thing, and then if you got something, then it would just... It would play it out no matter what. I don't remember if you could
1: skip cutscenes, which... You couldn't skip. um, You couldn't skip. That was another thing I was going to bring up. The special move cinematics. You couldn't skip those. You couldn't skip those. No. Crazy,
0: right? (laughs) That's another one. That's just like, oh man, it really that that seems like, oh yeah, naturally, because you know you see, you know the same because they're the same cutscenes every time, and it's not like it's not like it would be like, oh, there's a certain. Little bits of dialogue. It's like no, it's the same dialogue every time, unless unless it's one because every now and again you get one that is like because it's I guess the DMW is supposed to be like uh, like Zach's memories or it's like powered by Zach's memories and like you get like those little cutscenes of you know oh, like if it's a if you're getting Sephiroth come you know Sephiroth comes up and you get like a memory tied to Sephiroth that comes up and like those are cool and like those change throughout the game as well and like but i'm pretty sure that's that was in the uh original game um but yeah no i think that wow i'm just because i'm I'm kind of i'm kind of baffled that i don't remember that you couldn't skip those yeah well Um, that another thing i would
1: offer is uh zach has like if you use his standard attack right the pressing the box button he has five slashes before he does his combo finisher if I'm not mistaken in the original Crisis core, it was only like three.
0: Yes, it was way sh- more shallow. Um, mm-hmm. and there was definitely a lot less that you could do. and the the one thing I do remember about the original Crisis core is that the combat was sort of the the low part of it. Like it was yeah. it was like the story and the other all the everything surrounding it was cool. but doing the combat to get from story point to story point was like the least fun part. Which, you know, I don't know if you guys have played, ever played a video game before, but um, <laughs> I feel like the gameplay should maybe be a little bit more, at least, it, if not better than just as good as all the other stuff Yeah, uh, around it. So, I mean, and, you know, I, I don't necessarily want to be one of those people that's like, ah, oh, it was, you know, because it was on the PSP. But like, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe, maybe it, <laughs> because, you know, the PSP was pretty limited what it could do. A lot of the sort of more standout titles that I remember from the PSP were games that were more limited, but they were still trying to go for that like console quality experience. But you know, I mean, we're talking about like the original PSP only had one analog stick on it. So, and this was this was in the PS2 era, and like dual analogs were sort of the norm already at that point. So it's like. How far could you take it? And, you know... Anyways, I think that... Uh, the l- the little things like that sort of really brought up... And even, you know, them sort of trying to bridge the gap between... You know, this game and remake. Like, give, like when you get the Buster Sword and you get sort of Punisher mode, kind of... Um, you know, it was like a neat little thing. That like, oh, they didn't need to add that, but, you know, mm-hmm. kind of... I feel like this game, that that it's kind of like this game's mission statement, I think, was just to, to kind of bridge the gap between old, you know, the old compilation material and kind of bringing it forward into um, and sort of, you know, not even just to have it visually look like remake and, you know, have the same sort of menus and things like that. They're like all these sort of little aesthetic flourishes to kind of make them more close together yeah. Um, but bring you know that sort of uh, it's just to have that cohesion I guess Was mm-hmm. is kind of I feel like what they were trying to go for the most here like it's still it's still the original game but it still has a lot of things that are sort of making it seem like okay this is tied to remake and what they're doing going forward um, and you know and I guess you know uh, spoilers, but not really, uh, there's no spoilers, really. <laughs> it's, there's no crazy, uh, you know, there's no crazy sort of after credits or anything like that. I mean, I do like that they did, they, um, basically were like, oh, let's have, instead of having like the, you know, they, cause in the original game, they had that cutscene of, um... You know, like Aerith going through Midgar and Cloud on top of the train, and they did update that to look like the it was like the same cutscene from the beginning of remake,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, which I thought was was nice. And I think the little little sort of tweaks like that, that they did um, were really cool. And um, I guess well, the only other thing that uh, was something that I almost didn't mention on the previous episode that we did. Um, in terms of, like, things that I was looking forward to seeing in this game. um, The the confirmation of Vice and Nero being the ones to pick up Genesis... Yeah. ...at the end was like, oh! Like, <laughs> that was the only time I feel like when I was going through the game uh, where I was like, oh, shit! Uh, because, you know, they, they were just kind of regular It was more vague dudes. back in the day. Like, there was no... There was no... Reason that anyone back when the original Crisis Core came out, I mean, when the original Crisis Core came out, Dirge didn't exist. So, like, having any sort of frame of reference for Deep Ground or these bozos <laughs> was like non existent. So, you know, I and I didn't even know about that until we were doing like we were looking up stuff um, on the wiki and things like that. For I don't know if it was for Dirge or Crisis Core. Um, Like I had no, I had no idea that that's who they were supposed to be because it never gets brought up in Dirge or anything like that again. So it kind of when I saw that in this, it it made me be like, okay, um, I think Genesis is coming back. (laughs) In I uh,
1: I think it's obvious Genesis is coming back. And and
0: okay, I know that we sort of meme on Genesis a lot, uh, rightfully so, I might add. Uh, if you're going where I think you're going, I'm about to be very <laughs> happy with you. Um, well, I just, I if, if they bring Genesis back, which I'm, I'm, I'm like 85 percent sure that they will at this point. Um, I really want them to make him like an actual character, <laughs> because I, you know, I remember back when we had covered Crisis Core. Um, shit, that what was that two years ago at this point? Well, a while um, ago been a, bit, a bingo, long, long while. Um, Genesis kind of sucks <laughs> as a character. Um, you know, obviously, aside from, you know, the the memeable sort of like, you know, the, the fact that he only really ever talks about Loveless and nothing else, um, which is funny, but also is kind of like, man, um, I I want you to be a real boy, Genesis. I want you to be a real boy. Uh, if if they decide to bring him back and I feel like this uh, playing through Reunion sort of just like kind of reignited that in me because I'm like, man, Genesis like, you're he, he was he's kind of a wasted character in a lot of ways, especially like with the way things are currently I feel like that he's like kind of wasted because he's meant to be sort of the main, well, sort of main bad guy of this game, but he doesn't feel like he doesn't do anything he just kind of shows up sometimes and then just quotes loveless and then goes away <laughs> and i was just like i i think it was like close to the end of the game where i was just like don't you have anything else to say genesis don't you have anything else don't you have like you know i don't know but I, what what were you gonna say nick because so i, I was actually gonna like,
1: say that like you know despite you know despite his obvious shortcomings i've actually always Thoroughly enjoyed the character. I want. I see Genesis. now. Here's
0: the thing: is like I don't hate Genesis. Like I know that there's people out there that like hate Genesis as a character. Um, but I I like him and I want him to be more. You know, like that's the thing is like I see him in this game and I'm like, okay, like this is cool. And I I feel the same way about Angeal too a lot of the time. But I feel like Angeal gets it better. Uh, in general than Genesis does, which is weird. But I guess not so weird because, you know, he's sort of... He's the reason why the Buster Sword exists. Um, but, I don't know. I just... There was there were some moments in there when I was just like, Man, Genesis, I want... I kind of want what they did for Sephiroth in Crisis Core. I want them to do that for Genesis. You know, I want them... I, give Give me more of a reason to care about this character. Other than... You know, he's the result of an experiment, you know, and
1: just well, kind of like... Well, this is this is where I wanted to chime in. So first I'll say his new voice actor, I can't remember his name, but he plays Sheba. Really good. Yeah, he plays Sheba in The World Ends With You. And I think he brought a lot more to the character because now when he's quoting Loveless, you can almost hear the theater kid inside of him. You can yes, almost he's like, very... oh, the morrow. Like like he almost like he's acting as if he knows he's being a pretentious douchebag right. whenever yeah, he reads yeah. that dialogue. As opposed to the previous voice actor who made him seem like he was reciting it almost like so seriously. And don't get me wrong, he obviously takes the script seriously. He sees it as a prophecy. In right. fact, he's and the only his, one who sees it that it's way. It's his whole deal. So. Yeah, it's it's his catcher in the rye, as you might say. Yeah. Um, but But ultimately, you know, the way the new voice actor delivers a lot of these lines... To me, bring, to me, makes the Loveless quoting a lot more bearable. Additionally, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things I learned about Genesis actually playing the game that I missed when all I would do was watch the Crisis Core cutscenes. So, like,
0: mm-hmm. for
1: one, you take for a fact, like, okay, so this was a kid who was never wanting for anything. His parents were wealthy landowners. Oh yeah, he's he a
0: fucking spoiled rich kid. It,
1: yeah. But that, that kind of explains the sort of douchey vibe to him. It's like, oh no wonder I mean, he's just like quoting Loveless. Like this is this is want to be a hero. And, this is what a know, rich not, kid would do. You know, not
0: in the same sense because like you know him. You know there is a sort of um, similarity between Zach and Genesis, right? Where they both want to be the hero, right? They but Genesis kind of is like he feels like he is owed that. Whereas Zach wants to kind of, you know, he, he,
1: he I don't know. He, he, it's
0: a bit more.
1: Well, there's something to I be said. There's something to be said that at the end of the day, the only character in the whole canon that Minerva's appeared before like that is Genesis. And you have to ask yourself what in Minerva's name qualified Genesis of all people to, to witness the goddess herself. Like, the original compilation doesn't even give Aerith that that privilege. You yeah. know? Why you you know, you almost have to ask yourself why Genesis? And I think ultimately, you know, and then you consider that this this guy, it's implied he killed his parents too. You know, feeling mm-hmm. as if his pa- you know, one of the lines he says that isn't quoting Lovelace, where he's like, My parents betrayed me, my parents always betrayed me. And it kind of paves into I'm trying to remember if it was Lazard or Kunzel who sends you that email talking about the relationship between parents and children. And, you know, you almost compare Angel's mm-hmm. poor upbringing with Genesis's rich upbringing. And, you know, you have Angeal, who his dad put everything he owed into the Buster Sword to the point he went into debt and then killed himself from exhaustion trying to work back the debt. Like, that's mm-hmm. Angeal's story between father and son. Now, what I learned playing Crisis Core that I missed in the cutscenes was that when Genesis was a kid, he's the one who created that Benora apple juice, that Benora yellow yep. and purple can. Mm-hmm. That's him who conjured that up. And it's like, I don't think Genesis kept the profits from that. I don't think Genesis himself reaped the benefits of that. You know, you have Genesis on one hand where he does something that makes his parents rich, whereas a gift to Angeal literally killed his own father. Not to mention, we learn, with them being the wealthy landowners, that um, Jillian, Angeal's mother, was a scientist at Shinra. You know, which which explains why they got the cells from her. She was probably working very closely with, you know, the likes of Lucrezia, was probably involved with some things with Ifalna in a lot of ways, but... Anyway, yep, getting and Hojo. Yep. Exactly, but you know, getting back to Genesis, I don't know. I, I, you know, I always, I felt a lot more like you did when all I had was the cutscenes to watch. But actually experiencing the game, I, I, I've actually grown quite a fondness for the character, yeah. and I'm excited to see him back. And like, there was a point, and this is again where I think the new voice actor did a lot for me. I got chills. When friggin' Zach is passing out the Benora apple to all these geriatric soldiers who yeah, can't even... Just,
0: yeah. They're just all Let's like eat.
1: dummies and dolls. But man, when Zach takes that bite of the apple and then you just hear him whisper, is it good? Is it good? Good. Is it good? good? Is it good? Is it good? You like and that shit? You know, I, t- I, I know I've touched on this a little bit, but I think a lot of what Genesis is used as, right? If we look at that playstation one era that he stems from right he stems from that from obviously from final fantasy seven which comes from that glorious ps1 era where you had ff7 ff8 ff9 now what all those entries have in common is there's always a big focus on stage play and performance in every single one, FF7, you have right. Loveless. FF8, you have Waltz of the Moon and, you know, all the the performances at Balaam Garden. In FF9, you have I Want to Be Your Canary, which pops up numerous times. So it's like you always had this dead set on that. And then you see that, you know, Namura and Nojima, they have a tendency to quote Shakespeare a lot in the promotional material of this stuff. And one of the things that they quote a lot... Um, is two two quotes I see primarily come from them. All the world's a stage, and us men are merely players. Mm-hmm. And that yep. there there yep. is no good and evil; only thinking about it makes it so. These are like what just is, uh,
0: what does um, Wedge say? Uh, life's a life's stage, stage and, and loves the, loves play.
1: the play. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So to me, it's like Genesis is this character constantly pursuing enlightenment. That's what the Benora apple really, to me, oh, kind of yes. symbolizes this pursuit and. He's circling the drain. He understands that Loveless is a reflection of the life of people on Gaia. In much the way... What I think Square Enix is getting out with this era is that in much the way Shakespeare said that the stage and these stage plays are a reflection of humanity they're kind of making the point of these video games are no different and I think the reason Genesis was granted this vision of the goddess is because there's actually a part of him that understands that like oh you don't know the wisdom behind these words like call him crazy he sounds like a lunatic he is a lunatic like looking for enlightenment from this play but say what you will he got granted Minerva who cleared his geo stigma and his degradation. He was freaking right. the love quoting Lovelace is annoying, but <laughs> frick he was
0: right. But he was right. And that's the thing is that it really I I think It makes you want more. Way I, I'm
1: like you. I'm desperately yeah, want more cuz I'm like he's still only half he's still only half built, but I kind of feel like that's the point. They leave yeah, you at this halfway like, point where I'm like, ah, oh, you have this whole other half a journey and they never finish And it, they so. never,
0: they never explore it. But and yeah. that's and hopefully that's hopefully we're gonna experience that in rebirth or, or I whatever. I honestly would be angry
1: if we didn't. In. I honestly would be so angry if we didn't at this point.
0: Yeah, and like that was always even like back back in the when I played the original Crisis Core it was always like the biggest bummer to me because I'm like Obviously they want Genesis to play a bigger role and then obviously and then the stuff in Dirge which is you know a after credit sequence that he shows up in you know it just it felt like they maybe didn't know how to properly reintroduce him into the story or they didn't know cuz at the end of the day Crisis Core is Zack's game right like 100% but Genesis kind of felt like mm, not in the same way, but kind of in the same way that Deep Ground felt like in Dirge, where it was like, "All right, we need to have an antagonist." And I mean, to be fair, Genesis, I think, despite how little he is fleshed out, in in terms of like the greater overall story, is definitely fleshed out more than Deep Ground was in Dirge for yeah. for for certain, but. Yeah, there's just I think the the way that I should have phrased it before is that I'm just sort of frustrated that like it's that very obvious that they wanted to have him be more involved or just have to have more to do or or just just be more it like in the well, story. Like, but there's this just,
1: implication that he's important, and it's like, well, finish the yeah. story. You got to finish. But they did. But they through.
0: never they never pull the trigger on anything. And like I again, I understand because. Crisis Core, at the end of the day, is Zack's story, and that how he, you know, and it's more focused on him and his connections with Angeal and Aerith, and, uh, yep. and Sephiroth, even, you know, it's like, kind of, and it just, is something that I, I was sort of like, because mm, I remember back when we had covered it, that it was like, mm, like, you know, I didn't know how I would, how I felt, really, when he was the one that sort of pushed Sephiroth over the edge, even though, now kind of going through reunion again and and going through experiencing all that stuff again i don't think that is really true because there's a lot there's a lot of things that sort of i mean when genesis shows up at nibelheim in the reactor and is like oh hey you know are you that that is one thing they did with him that i think was a terrible mistake Right, yeah, that, that, I still don't like that scene, really, when he comes in and is like, uh-huh. um, <laughs> oh, are you a monster? You're a monster, I think. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, as much as I love, um, you know, the sort of implications for Sephiroth, but the game, I, I kind of forgot, like you said, like, watching the game only really covers that far. Honestly, those emails that you get, throughout the entire game are like super like massive i mean not not most of them aren't but (laughs) there's a a decent number of them that are uh that give you like a level of insight that you wouldn't get from the cutscenes or from uh, any dialogue in the game per se exactly um and you can kind of like now that i'm a little bit i was a little bit more cognizant of it as well um it is like the stuff that they do with Sephiroth. And that's why I am i was like, man, if they could do for Genesis what they did for Sephiroth in Crisis Core. Yes. I would be over the fucking moon. That's uh, what I would agree. Because the that's stuff that they do need. with Sephiroth. Because Sephiroth before, you know, before this game came out, it was just, okay, this is the guy who is, you know, he's just the bad guy. He's the big bad guy. He's got a little bit of a tragic past, but you don't really know too much about it. Um, And it's kind of a lot of it's left up to interpretation and then they sort of solidify a lot more of it here and, you know, turn Sephiroth into what I would, you know, bluntly say a real character, Um, you know, instead of just being like, oh, he's just the the evil force that we have to fight against. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's why I feel like with Genesis, they have an opportunity now and you know, even with stuff like, even what we were saying when Intermission came out with Deep Ground, it's like they have an opportunity here to make these guys more real and more grounded in the way that we've seen that they've been doing so far with everybody else, you know, in terms of, like, remake and stuff, and even with Zack and Crisis Core, um, just fleshing them out more and making them more like, oh, okay, like, this is, you know, you guys are actually real characters instead of just like these sort of um cardboard cutouts of like oh you're the bad guy i have to go beat up in order to you know save the world or whatever right so i don't know i just yeah i feel like that was um that was just something that kind of kept nagging me um whenever genesis showed up because i was just like i want you to say more instead of just like quoting the same six lines from this play you know um Mm -hmm. but i mean and I, like, definitely, I understand that Loveless is not only huge for Genesis, but is also meant to sort of be a framing device for the story of Crisis Core, right? Or maybe just the story of Genesis in general. Um, I mean, there's, there are even parts in the story where they're, you know, um, like when you meet Hojo for the first time and Genesis shows up and Angel's there and, you know, Genesis is quoting it and... They're like, oh, yes. Oh, the part when the two friends fight each other and blah, blah, blah. You know, they're like, they're Uh obviously trying to, you know, draw parallels there. But I just felt like, I was like, man. I knew that they weren't going to really change much, uh, if anything, uh, in terms of like adding more stuff in that, in like cutscenes or things like that. Um, But it kind of just made me be like, man, if they bring Genesis back, which I, again, I think is pretty much pretty much guaranteed at this point um, I just hope that they n- bring him back and and make it worth uh, worth our while I guess um, but I guess to, to to move on to something uh, different here um, something that I did want to touch upon because you were talking about Genesis's voice actor um, Zach's voice actor um, who you know, it was kind of... He's been a little divisive. People have been like, eh, I don't know if I like him, blah, blah, blah. Um, I think there was something... As I, uh, the course of me playing through the game, I was like, oh, you know what? I feel like there's going to be a moment in this game where I'm going to really see whether or not I actually think that this guy has the chops for this character. I think, and, I think
1: we're going to agree on this, actually.
0: And it was the time skip. Yeah. when when the time skip happens and Zack Zach as a character becomes more um, he becomes more serious and more sort of uh, you know down to earth.
1: Well his voice direction suddenly made a lot of sense right? Because like, right. pre-time skip he, he really tries to capture that sort of like youthful tone and at times oh, yes. it could be a little off putting but then once the time skip comes you're like oh now I know why that might have been the voice direction.
0: Right, and that, and here's the thing, is that, you know, for most, I, I'm pretty sure, I mean, obviously I haven't gone back and listened to everything, but, you know, they did, you know, obviously brought, they brought all the remake voice actors back, and I don't, I think, from what I've seen, at least, um, it seemed like they were like, alright, deliver it exactly the same. Like, deliver everything, and maybe that's why it felt so weird. Because it was the exact same lines of dialogue delivered in a, in a very similar fashion to the old Crisis Core, but with these new voice actors in it. And there was, um, I think, I want to say, I don't know if it was with Aerith or Cloud that I felt it the most, where I was like, oh, this is strange. <laughs> I mean, granted, these characters are younger than when we see them in Remake and... You know, they are in different sort of places um, mentally, I yeah. guess. And, and sort of, um, you know, the, like the... Uh, I, I keep forgetting uh, the guy who voices Cloud. Uh, Chris, Steve uh, Burton?
1: Is that his name? Was that the old voice actor?
0: I think that was the old one. I think uh, yeah, the, yeah, I think the, the right. new one starts with a C... Like Chris Cole or some, something like that. Um, I'll, look it, up. I'll him, look it up. Him playing like a younger Cloud and sort of playing like a more meager... Um, sort of timid cloud. Like it was, it was really interesting. Um, to me, to hear that, and even and even yeah, um, Cody Brianna Christian, White. that's his name, Cody Co- Christian. Yeah, Cody. Yeah, yeah, Cody Christian. Um, yeah, like him and Brianna White, and like all the the guys that, and and gals that they got back from, uh, remake. Um, and playing these sort of different versions, kind of of these characters, was really interesting to see. But Zach. I, I ultimately at the end was like, I felt comfortable with, um, with, with his new voice actor. Um, I, you know, obviously it's not going to be the same, right. And I think ultimately that's what kind of, it comes down to. I know I had even seen, I was seeing, um, people posting videos and stuff on youtube about like oh why zach's voice is important and things like that and like i i get it right but i think ultimately for from my perspective it ultimately sort of boiled down to it was different and that's and people just didn't like it because it was different you know kind of it honestly now that i thought of it in that way it kind of made me be like oh okay you know it's kind of like when remake came out and that there was that subdivision of people that were like oh they're they're doing new stuff with it oh i don't know if i like this it kind of felt like that like people the internet doesn't like change i know that's a a mind melting revelation out there <laughs> for people
1: but um but i will I, know, I, I, think, I do want to say, i do i will say though i am as someone who thought caleb did a great job i think i do still prefer rick gomez as far as at least zach is right yeah but, and that's yeah. the thing is i think Ultimately, like I, as much as I still like the
0: original voice actor better, um, I can sort of realize like, okay, obviously they want to, you know, they they want to go in a different maybe direction with the with Zach as a character and stuff that we don't know yet, because mm-hmm. um, they're go- obviously Zach is going to play a big role in the uh, future events going forward, mm-hmm. so. That's really, and I think I had sort of mentioned that in the previous episode as well. That, like, I think when we see him again in Rebirth and, um, you know, other stuff that is going to happen in the future, I think that's really going to be, like, his test. Because, again, a lot of the, you know, the dialogue in this game is almost one for one with maybe some slight minor variations of, like, adjectives or things like that. Um, And it's the same sort of it. They, I think, they were directed pretty much to say it the same way that they did back in two thousand six. So it's like this isn't the really the best way. Like I mean, I know that, um, you know, Aerith's voice actor and Cloud's voice actor and Tifa's voice actor and Sephiroth's voice actor are good because we've got a whole bunch of them in in remake, right? So we know that they have the chops to, um have be like be good iterations of these characters. And Zack is the only one who I still think even now despite him being all throughout Crisis Core, we still have to see what he can do, I guess. Is what yeah. I'm trying to say is that like cuz we've already like he's he hasn't had the opportunity to be him like his own version of Zack yet. Because he's even though he was within in Crisis Core, he was still operating within the limitations of being, because they wanted it to be very similar, um, you know, uh, delivery wise to the original game. So, you know, there wasn't a lot of room there for, you know, uh, to like personalization, I guess, right. To, to kind of make the character his own. So that's why I'm at this point a bit more curious about how he's going to be in Rebirth and, um future things going forward, and I think that's really when we're going to see, um, his real sort, and I think will be the actual sort of, for, at least for me, the make or break, um, sort of things, and and like I said, and and like you said earlier, like, I still, I think Rick, uh, Rick Gomez was, you know, I think they kind of, it's almost the problem of, like, they nailed it in one, right? And they're just like, oh, it's like, those are just like some really big shoes that he has to fill. It's like, you know, it's like uh, Robert Downey Jr. In, with Iron Man, right? It's like they, they nailed it. Or, it's you know, Johnny tough, Depp or Jack Sparrow, you know, or something. It's like, it's one of those sort of, it, it was the perfect, the perfect role for that for that point in time. And it's like, obviously other people are going to come in and try and be this character going forward. And it's like they just, they, they, they made the mistake of being really good the first time, um, and then they just have to, you know, uh, get lightning in a bottle twice,
1: basically, but,
0: <laughs> but I think that's ultimately what it comes down to, it's like, you know, it's, he's different, and they also just really fucking nailed it the first time, so it's yep. like, uh, you know, but, ultimately, I I, I enjoyed... There were, there were some points, I think, the, the younger version of Zack, uh, like, in the first half of the game. You know, it was like, this, some of it was, like, kind of, eh. And, you know, I a lot of people were, like, as the game was coming out, there was, you know, people sharing the, the, the new g- version of the Gungaga line. And it's like, yeah, I mean... I think I think people using the Gun Gaga line as like oh man this all oh, this is a fucking waste of time it's a waste of money um, is really stupid for one uh, <laughs> and is also like I mean I don't know it's a one of the like the most recognizable line of dialogue from that <laughs> entire game uh, that's been memed into oblivion. So it's like, I don't know. I feel like it's one of those weird, uh, just weird situations where like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I, I still like that scene a lot, even in, in reunion. I, I, I still like,
1: I felt like Caleb uh, where he, where the times where he did, in my opinion, outshine Rick. Cause there were times as much as I may prefer Rick, there were times I thought Caleb did better. He, yeah, I loved his chemistry with everybody. Like I thought the scenes between yeah. Caleb and Aerith are actually stronger in this game. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Than the original. And Brianna White and obviously has her share of uh influence on that.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like I feel like um that was something I was kinda worried about almost at first because I you know, Zack and Aerith in the original Crisis Core was a very their chemistry very well just done. made so much it was perfect. Um you know and I was a little worried. I mean and I know like, you know, I, I am I am a bona fide Brianna White simp. Um, so like, I just will immediately like, yeah, she's, she's fantastic. Um, but really like seeing them interact together in this, I, like it really sold it to me. And it's like, I want, I want more. I just want more. And hopefully we get more, uh, in the future. I don't see why we wouldn't, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, hmm. I'm trying to think, like, everyone else, uh, you know, I think everyone else did a pretty fine job. I think uh, the Sephiroth, again, I'm blanking on his name, but uh, the new Sephiroth voice actor, which I think they did a pretty good job with with him uh, in terms of, like, he sounds very similar to... uh, the previous Sephiroth voice actor, whose name I'm also <laughs> forgetting, um, but they s- sound very similar, right? They have that yeah. same sort of um, cadence in their voice and things like that that just kind of was like a, a lot more of a... was more of like a uh, a sidestep rather than like a radically different sort of, you know, tone, I guess, than than uh, the, the previous iteration. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I was totally... I felt like it was, there was no point where I was like, oh man, I can't, like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, I don't want to hear this character talk anymore. Like, I never, like, I was almost a little bit afraid of that at a certain point where I was going to be annoyed by Zack. Yeah. But that didn't happen. Um, not Not at all, really. I mean, aside from... Just stuff that I knew, like story wise, of like, ah, uh, you know, like it was rough even back then, but <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like sort of things. Um, but ultimately, I, I think he did a great job, and uh, I, I cannot wait to see him return and and really have a chance to, you know, with a more modern, <laughs> more modern script and uh, a lot more of a. Uh, probably a little bit more creative freedom to, to you know, sort of make the character his own. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is a pretty good... Um, a, a pretty good, like, s- s- you know, jumping off point for for him uh, in this role. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said... Oh, I mean, I guess... Uh, the only other... if we're, along the lines of voice acting... Um, there uh, there was one point when I was like a little weirded out uh, because Kunsel, our pal, our boy, uh, the, the best boy. Um, I'm pretty sure in the game they he says it differently, like consul or something like that Kunsel. And I, like, put my controller down, and I was like, wait, <laughs> hold on a second. Because the only other time that we've heard his name said aloud was in Remake with those rando uh, Shinra Troopers. They're like, oh, I'm going to go get Kunso. Um But then, like, he says it Kunsel, and I'm like, who do I I do want answers. I want answers. <laughs> <laughs> I want it. And that's why I'm...
1: Kunzel better fucking I, No, come back. dude, dude, no. Kunzul's on... Is this going to be an Aerith and yes, Aerith situation? you got it. You got it. That's exactly what it is.
0: <laughs> it's going to be a, a, a Yuffie and Yuffie situation. You, that's what um, we have here, baby. Oh, and and yeah, Yuffie, by the way, uh, whoever, the, the voice actor that they got, I don't know. They... Have between her and I, I mean I don't know if the voice actor for uh, Yuffie in this game is an actual child like Marlene is, um, but if it is, they did a really good job uh, finding like
1: the best kid voice actors out there, at the risk of criticizing uh, a child on their work. Um, I would have, I would have preferred she were a little more spunky. But they certainly know how to hire voice actors that sound adorable. Yeah, but she has like she definitely
0: like if it, if it is like if it's not a child, um, whoever they got like yes. really nails yes. like that sort of like eh, 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 you know like that sort of mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know what to call it but you know it really sounds like a like a kid you know, um, and I thought all the Yuffie stuff was great. In this game. And, like, you know, you have that little bit with her uh, in Wutai, but then there's, there's a, a side string of those those submissions that you go on um, with her uh, that are really... I All that stuff I thought was really fun. I did, and, too. And, uh, hmm. I'm trying to think. Was there anything else, like, voice-wise? Because, you know, this is also... A lot of the dialogue... Uh, like every single line of dialogue is voiced in this game yeah Um, which is cool you know and there's a lot of dialogue from the original game that was not voiced um so the fact that they have all these other things i mean i think you know i tried to go around as much as i could to like talk to all the npcs and things like that um a lot of it was very you know sort of boilerplate uh video game stuff or whatever you know sort of just like oh hey you go over here if you want to find some something. I don't know uh <laughs> um but yeah I think oh uh Cisne um fantastic Cisne's voice actress fantastic was really good and uh made me excited to for Cisne's eventual return hopefully fingers crossed oh um, it's coming baby man if they bring back genesis and they don't bring back Cisne I'm going to be very upset robbed <laughs> Wow. Um and I, honestly, I, mm, I was kind of mixed on Sung's voice actor, even though I liked him in remake. I kind of liked the original one for Crisis Core. I hear you. Um, it's just, it's just. I, again, I think it's just one of those things where it's just different, you know. Um, but I, I do. I, I do ultimately like that they sort of made that that sort of cohesion, right? Of sort of we yeah. have the same voice actors coming in for these characters, and it just makes it more uniform. And 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 I get that and understand that and respect it, I guess. But yeah, there was just you know something's like ah, it's it's just it's it's not what I'm used to hearing, right? Like mm-hmm. even though it is what I'm used to hearing from remake, but not from this in this context. Uh, there's a, this game is just f- like littered with dissidents in terms of like, uh, you know, it feeling it, it, it looks like a new game but it plays like an old game. Yes, uh, and <laughs> it has you know all these uh like these scenes and 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 uh, cutscenes and stuff that I've seen hundreds of times and have you know remembered how certain lines are said and be like oh it's. Oh, there's like a different voice doing it, and you know, there's a lot, of, a lot of weird. This Crisis Core Reunion is a weird thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's a weird game. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I'm trying to think. Was there anything? I don't think there was really much else. Uh, that I was really like, I really wanted to say about mm-hmm. it. I mean, it's good. I mean, if you. If you're listening to this and you haven't gotten it yet, uh you should. Uh it's a good game. Uh
1: yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if I'm trying uh, to think of anything that we have left, because we taught we covered the combat, we covered the voice acting, um covered Genesis. For Genesis especially. <laughs> we covered we covered a lot of things in regards to that. I guess the only thing I would still bring up, because we also touched on quality of life stuff. I guess if there's anything that I wish that I would want Rebirth to take from Crisis Core, and I guess this is like, maybe my final punctuation on it is like, I want that, the the inbox feature. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I, yeah, I want honestly, these characters it's something to that, me mail. I think it's great.
0: Yeah, it's something that I kind of, um, I kind of almost took for granted back in the day because I'm just like, oh, I'm not going to read. I'm not going to read text. What? Pff, who wants to learn more about things? um but yeah i did find myself reading every single email that i got um and man yeah i do hope that that is a thing that returns in some form uh maybe and in in rebirth cuz that that's really fun it's a really fun neat little mm-hmm. feature um that it does a you know it sort of is cuz when it comes to games and when they do that sort of stuff, where they're like, "Oh, you know, we have all this sort of extra tangential stuff." It's a good way to, you know, have world building, mm-hmm. right, without having it take away from the main, you know, storytelling of the game. Um, and I feel like, I mean, they didn't, they didn't really have that in remake so much. Um, I mean, there's like some things you go maybe from like talking to certain people at certain moments, but really it was more of a straightforward sort of thing. And I feel like there's, you know, even though they did a really good job um, establishing the world and doing world building in remake, um, I think that's, you know, instead of... You know, and it, it, maybe not if they, hopefully they don't go in the direction of, like, something like a, like a Souls game where it's like, oh, read this item description to get, like, this entire backstory for a certain character or something. Um, that stuff I don't like as much. But, mm-hmm. like, having the option there to go out and be like, oh, if you want to learn more and get more context for things, it's there. Right? And that's mm-hmm. something, like, you can, you can play Crisis Core and not read a single email and you mostly wouldn't have that different of an experience, right? Um, But the fact that you can do that, and it does give you more context, you know, and it makes you realize that Kunzel's, like, you're the fucking, the best, the best boy uh, in all of Shinra, uh, because he's the only, apparently the only person in Soldier that gives a shit about Zack. Aside, (laughs) I was going to say, aside from Angeal, but I feel like... Even Angeal like kind of starts once he starts going down his path. He kind of is like, ah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm doing my thing, man. I don't really know about you anymore. Uh, <laughs> um, but I I do think that yeah, the 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 email system there was um, was fun, and you know they do a lot of fun little things with that, like with the fan clubs and stuff like that. Um, you know, it's just it's a good way to give you more. World building stuff, and yeah, I definitely would love to see it again, uh, in some form or fashion.
1: As would I, as would I, I think it's a great thing because you know what? Cutscenes are expensive at the end of the day, and you know, yep, we yep. need more than just cutscenes to move a plot along or to like uh, characters yeah, I, build, and that really works. I guess, yeah,
0: it's something I guess, um, to just kind of touch on. I guess maybe some of like the cutscene stuff, um most of it was good um the 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 sort of upscaled old cinematics that they had um some most of them looked fine um there were some parts on in some of them where they didn't look as good but i will say that the in the the in-game cutscenes with like the in-game models and things like that those looked really good I was kind of blown away at some of them. Like they, they looked like really good. And mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it makes sense because, you know, the yeah. the character models and stuff in the in Reunion are really good uh, for the most part. Like I said, not on the same level as remake, but it looked pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that the, some of that stuff, the animation and stuff that they were doing, because it basically is the same animations that they were doing in the original game, um, but with you know this new. Coat of paint on it. Um, a lot of that stuff looked really good, mm-hmm. and you know, because this game sort of had you had the pre-rendered um, like CGI cutscenes uh, from the old game that they make little like kind of tweaks in for like they change like the Buster Sword and things like that. Um, those were mostly okay, and then you had the in-game cutscene like cinematics uh, with the, with the in-game models, which I think were like the best uh, of what was in the game. Of, hands down aside from you know obviously like the three way fight with Genesis angel and sephiroth is still I lost my shit <laughs> even cuz I like oh it's coming it's coming um and then you have like these sort of the the lower end of the spectrum where it was just like you have the in game models but they're not really animated but they're more just like I'm standing here in my idle pose and then I'm going to move my hand as I'm talking and you know, doing that sort of oh, I got one hand on my hip and the other one's wagging in the air, um, <laughs> or you know, going through their sort of very and th- those the, at those moments were the times where that that dissonance I was talking about before was like at its highest because it's like this game looks brand new but it l- is functioning like a PS2 game. <laughs> right now where mm-hmm. before we were able to have all these sort of you know and also this was me also jumping off the heels of god of war ragnarok which has you know all it's all motion captured and uh, performance captured and things like that and it's just like going from that to this and i'm like this is this games are weird right now um but yeah i i i ultimately i think crisis core reunion i mean i i don't think I wasn't really going to give it like a score or anything it's a good game it's crisis core but it looks nicer <laughs> and it mm-hmm. plays better um, yeah I think uh, I think you should you should you should play it I mean you might have to play it honestly because it seems like the the reason for this game existing is not just to be like hey wouldn't it be nice if people could play crisis core again um, I think this game has a very uh, explicit I- I objective Uh, of just, not only just reintroducing Zack, um, but probably reintroducing Genesis as well and just kind of, you know, like this is, you know, this, this is the sort of the context for all the things that, you know, if you didn't, like if you had played remake and you didn't know anything about Crisis Core and you're like, what the fuck is up with this guy at the end and, uh, you know follow your dreams and all that mm-hmm. <laughs> man I cannot imagine playing remake and having no context for the whole scene with Zack at the end and just being like who the fuck <laughs> who the fuck is this guy
1: who is um, this I mean guy? maybe
0: actually you know what I like, maybe kind of the same context that we had playing OG back in the day being like who <sighs> huh <laughs> yeah <laughs> who is this guy Um, and, and that's what the original Crisis Core did was provide that same context but now we have a whole you know we're gonna see this um, story play out in a completely different way, and um, I mean, yeah, you know the the fun the finale um, still sad. <laughs> it was still mm-hmm. still uh, heartbreaking, um, but definitely is. Um, it made me think a little bit more about like, oh, like I I really sort of understand like people being a little. Apprehensive about all this this new direction that they're taking it, because that scene is very powerful, I and mean, it still is um, even with the you know living in a post remake world. Um, but like that was like when I was experiencing through it again, I was like, oh yeah, like I, I get I get why people maybe are a little like I don't know, this is kind of like. <laughs> It's kind of like a very important scene, an important moment in the Final Fantasy VII history. Um, Not just, you know, in terms of Cloud, but, you know, just in terms of the whole story overall. Um, But, you know, I'm still excited to see where they take it. And I'm excited to see Zack come back and be Zack. You know, because I think uh, Zack is a really good character. If there was anything else that sort of uh, was reaffirmed to me, playing through this game is like I really like Zack as a character, and I love the arc that he goes on. Well, I'll tell you, you can game.
1: you can most certainly expect to see more of him. Oh yeah, absolutely. But uh,
0: yeah, uh, other than that, I think I think I covered everything I wanted to talk about. Is there anything that you wanted to? Bring up with no, re- I think
1: here. I you know, I echo a lot of your sentiments at the end of the day. Um This is a good time this I hope this just becomes the standard for remasters. And I'll leave it at yeah. that.
0: Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. I would love to whatever if whatever they decide to you know <laughs> whatever they they decide to dig out of its grave next. Um even though I mean at this point, I mean Kind of makes me interested. What they would if they decided to go do it with Dirge? Yeah. What that? What could happen with that? Maybe I don't know. But yeah, well, we'll see. We shall yeah, see. No, we shall see. But uh, I guess if uh if we're done talking about reunion, I guess we should talk about
1: Ever Crisis.
0: The little, the little tiny crumb of Ever Crisis news that we got. Um, a couple weeks ago, um, in the form of a new trailer, uh, which came out and sort of was showing us a little bit more about like how the game is going to be structured. Um, even though it still didn't really, I feel like it didn't give me <laughs> or it didn't give us enough uh, what was going on. But it, it kind of it looks like it is going to be. Um, You know, sort of chapter structured, and then you go, you have different missions in the chapters, and that they're going to cover, obviously, like, different parts of the compilation material. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it looks good, um for for what a uh, game that i assume is still going to be a mobile only title
1: which i'm waiting until well, they announce well, that it's not well let me tell you this here's what i have to offer on effort crisis i wish i had some crackpot theory about young sephiroth but i just don't yet mm-hmm. um but I, I i'm working on it but anyway um i hope it's not just cosmetic and that's it no that's that's need more sauce than that um but all of square unix mobile games are failing with the exception of the new Year yeah. one. <laughs> yep. But First Soldier flopped, Kingdom Hearts Dark Road flopped. So I have to believe this delay might be because of a console port. And if we notice, they recently just did this with the Pixel remasters because, when you know it, they weren't selling well enough on just phone. And even Steam, they ported those to Steam too. But mm-hmm. I think this Ever Crisis delay really might be because you might be looking at a console port. In one way or another, or even that, at the least, at the least, a PC port,
0: right? And and because uh, I'm watching the um, I'm watching the trailer here, um, and it seems like you're gonna be able to go through. Um, I don't think it's gonna change stuff like story wise, but it seems like you can pick members that are in. Because I'm, I paused on a frame here, and it looks like Aerith is uh, leading a party with Zach and Red Thirteen. Yes. Um, <laughs> so they're probably gonna do like a mix and match sort of deal with that, um, which I mean, again, because like reminder that we as before this trailer came out, we knew st- like nothing still about this game aside from that it was gonna have cosmetics and that the combat was going to be uh, a little bit more, it looks like, turn-based. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe with, like, maybe, like, automatic combat with, like, certain, like, uh, commands and stuff that you can do for, like, special moves and things like that. Maybe on a cooldown or something like that. But, um, yeah, no. The uh, young Sephiroth, um, I think, honestly, because, if you remember, we weren't we
1: supposed to get Young Sephiroth stuff wasn't isn't that what Fros, it's uh, first? It's the first soldier. First Sol- was culminate yes, this is No into? when Nojima talks about this is the once he's writing one scenario for Sephiroth and First Soldier.
0: Right, and I think that scenario is going to be ported over to Ever Crisis, and that's where we're gonna see whatever that stuff. We're gonna going see, to be. and honestly, I don't think
1: it's gonna be anything too crazy. My prediction is we're gonna see Sephiroth's first battle post experimentation. mm Hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not expecting some huge like
1: game changing sort yeah. of
0: thing. And I, and honestly, I, I even back when they were first talking about like when they were first talking about Ever Crisis and First Soldier before we knew what those even were, mm-hmm. um, that's what I'm like. Okay, you don't really have to do something crazy. Like I mean, any like adding more context to Sephiroth, I'm obviously going to be down for, but um I just I feel like it wasn't like oh man I, I can't wait and, and and then once we found out that first soldier was a battle royale game I was like how are they gonna write story into a battle royale game like doesn't really seem like that's gonna make a lot of sense but and uh, I guess I
1: was kind of right ultimately <laughs> at the end because uh first Soldier it didn't is no make more it. but and again that that's proof that the game, didn't meet their expectations at all because they, they thought this game would survive out survive long enough for them to get that scenario out. But, yeah, I guess not. No. And I think, may, well, aside from
0: the Battle Royale genre being a, like sort of stale at this point in time, um, having it be a mobile-only release was, I think, maybe kind of a misstep as well. Uh, but I feel like Square is doing; they're kind of testing the waters a little bit um, with with these, you know, releasing games like First Soldier, even like Chocobo GP, which I think is also not receiving any more support. No, um, I
1: think it actually, I I think it actually just recently got like a new update with new characters and stuff. I think the, game I think, yeah, the game, I think game hit off in Japan.
0: Okay, well that's that's good for Chocobo GP, I guess. Well, that's good for <laughs> Japan. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I just I feel like maybe they're 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 testing the waters, you know, trying to see what they can do. I mean, even they Heather had. Princess here's what happened. Here's what happened.
1: They thing, had a lot know. of success. They had a lot of success with Kingdom Hearts Union Cross, which is a mobile game that came out when we were starving for Kingdom Hearts content. This is mm-hmm. back when Square Enix couldn't release a game for the life of them, and the only game that managed to make it out was this Kingdom Hearts mobile game, which. Turns out they released like a one hour movie with it, so it got a lot of traction because the one hour movie was incredible. Mm. And, you know, the gameplay was basic, but you got to make your own character and you got to experience this new story that was actually some of the best written story in the series. So that particular mobile game saw incredible success, and they've not been able to duplicate it since because it's like, well, This succeeded because you guys couldn't get a console game out for the life of you. And now you're pumping out console game after console game. We don't want these mobile games anymore. Yeah. And it's going to take a while for them to learn that.
0: Yeah. And it's something that like I I understand that they want to diversify and, you know, try doing new different things. And like, you know, I'm totally down for that. But to sort of stake your entire thing on mobile is uh, not maybe the wisest decision i mean despite the fact that there's no greater uh platform with a uh greater install base i should say um than mobile because everyone has a phone but um people don't want to play games on their phone especially not like like actual games um you know there are games that are designed for mobile that i think are great there i've played plenty of great mobile games throughout the years um but, you know, it's just, it seems very odd to me. Um, and again, like, you know, we've talked about it before. Like, I know that in Japan, you know, the smartphone sort of uh, industry and things like that. It's a, it's a different, like, a, just a different smartphone culture out there than it is uh, over here in, in the West. But um, even so, it seems a little you know it seemed like a very weird direction for them to take and 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 of course yeah the the only other bit of news about ever crisis here is that it is that that closed beta that w- was supposed to happen this or last year technically um <laughs> is going to be pushed to 2023 now um so and i think that you hopefully are right in that the 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 reason that they're delaying it again is because that they're going to gear up for uh, releasing it on consoles as well, or if not, maybe if not, just on PC. Well, if PC. they like money, yeah. I mean, I, I honestly, Ever Crisis seems like something that would be perfect for the Switch. I know people say that about literally every game that ever comes out, but um, <laughs> given what we see in this new trailer and what we've seen in the other trailers, it's like this seems because it's not like a full on. Um, Final Fantasy sort of experience, right? It's, it's a little bit more, it's, um, like a different kind, you know, it's like a little bit more, um, it's not like action oriented or, you know, it's not like a action game per se. So I think it's something that could fit perfectly well. And Hey, you know, if, if, even if they, you know, they want to do touch controls, switch has got a touchscreen on it. I know I forget about that on a regular basis, but (laughs) you know, um, it's something that I think could do just fine there. You have the option right then and there, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know you don't have to just rely on uh, touch controls. And you know it's a bigger screen, and you know only unless you have one of those giant phones, uh, <laughs> if you're one of those people. Um, but yeah, I mean I don't know. I, I think uh, I I'm excited to see uh, it, any potential stuff we get from it. I mean I'm sure we'll hear about it again uh in a couple months mm-hmm. um i'm definitely not i mean i was even surprised that they put out this most recent trailer that they did um but i think that was sort of to to kind of signal to us like yeah like you may not see this game for a while but it's still we're still doing it don't worry we're we're something is going to come out of this at some point hopefully maybe um <laughs> i know that there was like when i when i saw that that it was getting pushed back again i was like uh-oh <laughs> uh, i don't know <laughs> But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, and even though they didn't really show us that much more in this, uh, most recent trailer that we got, it, you know, it's still, you know, there's stuff going on there. There's, you know, it doesn't seem like, um, cause even with first soldier, it felt like they were just like, yep, here it is. And then that's, that's the, yeah, they didn't really, it felt like they didn't really put a lot into it, um in terms of, like, covering it or, or promoting it and things like that. You know what I mean? It just it seemed, it seemed like they weren't kind of sure about First Soldier from the beginning. So maybe they're just like, because the way First Soldier went the way it did, they're like, all right, maybe we should keep this in the oven for a little bit longer. Uh, and hey, um, if there's any... <laughs> You know, there's plenty of evidence, uh, in recent years of why games should be left in the oven a little, you know, games, I, I, I forgot who had said it, but, um, someone had said at some point, uh, that games are never really finished, but they're just released. Right. So it's yeah, like,
1: I feel like if it was up to the devs, they'd, they'd per- be perfectionist about it always, you know?
0: Oh, absolutely. Like I, if I was a game dev, I would ne- I would never release anything. Uh, <laughs> I'd just be working on a game for fifteen, twenty years and just never release it. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I think that you know the more time that they have to sort of suss it out and, um, you know, really decide what they're going to accomplish with this thing, which I think is still gonna be like, hey, this is a thing. If you want to uh, experience the original stories of. OG and Crisis Core and Dirge and Advent Children and yada, yada, yada. Um, And sort of kind of be like what Crisis Core Reunion was and have it be a thing where it's like it's not the full experience, but it's a sort of, uh, you know, best like a highlights version, uh, you know, sort of a a leaner version of, uh, these experiences. And uh, yeah, I think there's definitely a, a place for that. And I think is in lieu of just remaking all of the things, um, you know, cause I think as much as I was sort of, uh, toying with the idea of a, a dirge, like dirge reunion, uh, there's not really a guarantee that that's going to happen or that they would want to do that. Um, but you know, if they, you know, have ever crisis come out and then you can play through the story of dirge in there. I think that would serve the same purpose that something like Reunion did. Um, you know, and you don't have to make a whole-ass other game. Yeah. <laughs> well, not a full-ass, whole-ass other game, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. That was... Uh, you know, I wish I wish there was more to talk about <laughs> with that, but I think that's... We'll, we'll have uh, to
1: bide our time until then.
0: Yeah, we'll have to wait and see, and then, you know, it's, you know, we're... Hopefully get rebirth this year but I get the feeling like it'll be early 2024 but we'll 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 see we'll see we shall see I mean it's literally only <laughs> we're in the what the second day of January as of recording this so yeah um you know we got some time I think <laughs> oh well, we to, got to time to figure it out but um yeah I don't know um I guess I guess with that being said should we
1: should we mosey on out of here? Shall we mosey? I suppose. I suppose we can mosey. Uh,
0: would you want to count us down this time? Oh. And I won't also join you because I yeah. feel like every time I'm like, you want to do it, and then I do it with you every time. <laughs> <laughs> but i'll I'll give I'll give you the the first the first fanfare uh, countdown of the of the year twenty twenty three uh, goes to you.
1: Well, let's do it then. Three, two. One <laughs> Hell yeah, baby.
0: Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Oh yeah.